Thank you for tuning in today on Voyage Through the Bible with Billy G. Nolan, where his heart is to fortify and strengthen your relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoy this mini teaching, and if you need prayer, if you would like more information, or you simply want to join us as we voyage through the Bible, go to www.voyagethroughthebible.org. We're on the car ferry. We're crossing and suddenly we're caught in a storm. It's not unusual, but for the passengers it is, and one of the poor ladies got seasick. She became sick enough that they had to clean up the floor after her and tidy up because of her being sick. They gave her some medication. They helped her along the way. It's one of the things that can happen on the car ferry. The overview of the Bible is a story. We're talking about the events in God's calendar. This is a survey of God's timetable from before the beginning of time till time is no more. We're part of this botched humanity, slavery to sin, to the point of rescue, and we need deliverance through Jesus Christ. The quest of this overview is to explain to a doubting heart what a new heart looks like. We can have new beginnings. We're in the book of Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount, and we're saying Jesus is talking to one person, and we're taking that point of view as we talk about the Sermon on the Mount. And we're going to be dealing with distorted vision in this episode. Matthew 6, 22-23, the eyes of the lamp of the body, if your eyes are healthy, your whole body is full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body is full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? We're talking about prejudice, jealousies, selfishness. It makes for darkness. It can bring a perception to us. That perception, we can have a perception that says everything belongs to God. In Psalms 24, 1, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all that live in it. In Matthew 25, 15, to one, he gives five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag to accompany their abilities. Then he goes on a journey, expecting a return when he comes back. The ownership of all that we possess is really God, is our ownership. We should recognize that people are more important than the things we own. Wealth should be active. Wealth should be an active use for good. Our wealth should be used in various responsibilities. How can we gain wealth with honesty and honor? Even if it takes some cost, stay away from cutting corners. These are advices that I see as important. We need to 
avoid the moths that destroy our natural wealth. Rust and thieves and different things can destroy wealth. Pleasures wear out. Serving others is like gathering treasures in heaven. Generosity is always right, but wrong motives can lead to prejudice, jealousy, and pride. If we can have generous awarenesses spoken like generous eyes, we will not have an evil eye. A generous eye breeds great generosity in us and in others. In Romans 12:8, if it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is to give, then give generously. If it is to lead, lead with diligence. And if it is to show mercy, be cheerful doing it. Selfishness dealing with our money is a trap. In Proverbs 28:22, the stingy are eager to get rich and are unaware that poverty awaits them. The question, is it God or is it mammon? Mammon is the love of money. We gather treasures on earth. No hoarding of treasures should take place as it leads to selfishness, rust, and corrosion. There can be great harm. Thieves can come in and steal. Money can be wasted away. In Ecclesiastes 5.15, everyone comes naked from her mother's womb and everyone comes and departs the same way. They take nothing from their toil. They carry nothing in their hand away. When your parents are older, they're to be cared for. God has a provision in us in the long run when we do the right thing with people around us. In 1 Timothy 6.17, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Life is more than treasures. You talk to a dozen people and you'll get a dozen different answers from that quote. Some would say treasures are ultimately all important. Gadgets and fun things are all important. Hobbies are important. Some would say treasures needed to be stacked up, hidden away, kept in case something is needed. Some people consider treasures as an opportunity to boast. I have this, I have that, I have this. In Luke 12, 15, then he said to them, watch out, be on guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist of abundance of possessions. That's a hard number to think on, especially if you're in a country that has somewhat abundance. In Psalms 112.5, goodwill comes to those who are generous, to those who conduct their affairs with justice. A generous person is a prosperous person. A generous person 
prospers and and wherever they're at, they have a refreshing attitude. They're being refreshed by the Lord and circumstances around them. That refreshment does not have to do with the amount of treasures you have. The one that sows sparingly reaps sparingly. 2 Corinthians 9, 6-7. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. Talks about treasures in heaven. There can be treasures here and treasures in heaven. In Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart is. The love of money can be described as never having enough. In Ecclesiastes 5.10, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth never is satisfied with their own income. In Matthew 6.21, it says, where we set our hearts to, there's where our treasures are. This is a diagnostic thought. The eye and the heart can be corrupt. We need to examine ourselves. We need to look inward to see what we're motives are really built around. 2 Corinthians 8.2, in the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up to generosity. Generosity is being able to give without getting any notice or any reward. We need to keep our eyes fixed. Jesus is standing at the place where people are giving their alms. He's watching. A rich man comes by, and they had a habit of making it coins that made noise. So they threw their coins in, quite a few, making quite a bit of noise, admitting to the fact that they had given a large offering. And a widow woman came by, and she gave a half a penny, smallest amount you can dream of. And Jesus said, she gave more than them all. Her generosity was extreme because she gave everything she owned. Where your heart is, your treasures will be. Two masters in Matthew 6, 24. No one can have two masters. Either they will hate the one and love the other, or they will devote all their attention to one and despise the other. You can't serve two masters at once. If you worship your work, serve your work, then mammon, the love of money, is what you trust in. Mammon is governed by demon powers. It's a lustful approach to treasures. Psalm 62.10, do not trust in extortion or put vain hope in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Flee openly from living for money alone. But many, you know, don't do it loudly. They quietly serve money. We cannot serve God and mammon. Giving can be done 
in skills, in time, and many other ways. We need to get it set in our minds that God is a provider, not mammon. We're speaking as mammon as a personality. Many times the driving point of money is that there's an evil spirit working behind it, distorting us from the best that God has. I have a story to tell you. I knew a family in Chicago, Illinois. You would think they were poor. They had several children. They lived in an apartment. They put their family in one room, one bedroom, and they always left the other bedroom open for anyone who had need of shelter. They ransacked their cupboards and gave their food away. They were one of the happiest, joyous families I've ever known. Their generosity, in my mind, was just an overwhelming joy. To see them give and see people light up with joy in their giving. And their family was so joyous and so unique in their approach to life. What a story. I'd like to end this with an altar call. That's what we call it. I'm calling you to reach out to the Lord. I want you to get a vision of generosity. If you've been stingy in your life, if you haven't really recognized what generosity is like, I want to pray for you that God would enlighten you to God's generosity for you and your responsibility to have generosity to others. So with that, I'd like to pray in Jesus' name for all out there that have never thought of the concept of generosity, that the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, would enlighten you, that you would walk in new freedom of generosity as you've never been before, that the Lord would open up the doors of your heart that you would not only give from your pocket, but now you would begin to give from your heart. So I asked the Spirit of God now to come upon you and make you generous in your attitude and in your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast from Billy on this episode of Voyage Through the Bible. This journey and its many adventures lead you into the mysteries of creation and man, not only to know the Bible, but to experience it and live it. If you would like to sow into this ministry and be a part of somebody else's journey as they learn about God, please visit our website, www.voyagethroughthebible.org.